Welcome to Plex Weather. Uh, this is Jason Anderson. I realized between shows that I have not been introducing myself, uh, I think. I think. I'm pretty sure I haven't been. So that's my name. Um, you probably already knew that. Uh, we have a whole lot to get into. Uh, I sat down. You probably saw the episode title. Uh, I sat down at home. Sam Staub, I assume, sat down at her home. I don't know if she was sitting or not. It's not really my business. Um, and we talked about uh, preseason. We talked about uh, dealing with the unpleasant trees of this past winter in the DMV. Uh, we talked a little bit. We got into some goal-scoring celebration, uh, lifting Kumi Yokoyama talk. Uh, we got the the secret behind that celebration, how it came to be, which I was really excited about. Um, it's a good chat uh, that we'll get to in just a minute, but we've actually got a whole lot to get through before then. Uh, because there's been a ton of spirit news since the last time this show did an episode. Uh, first of all, the spirit added 42 uh, new owners, um, members of the investment group. We're talking about Bryce Scurry, uh, Dominique Dawes. We've got world champions in the mix. We've got Chelsea Clinton, Jenna Bush Hager, um, and 38 other people <laughs> Um, I'm not trying to skip over anyone to put them down or anything. It's just such a long list of names uh, that going through all of them would itself take up quite a few minutes, and I don't want the show to be two hours. So um, if you want to read more about that, I have an article at blackandredunited.com. If you go to the front page and you see PK uh, standing in the stands, uh, that's the one you want. That's got the information on all that. Um, obviously, huge news. Um for the team, for the future of the the club, for the league, quite frankly, getting that many people in. Um, I spoke with Sam briefly about that. Things are still very new with the ownership group coming in, but I know from I'm trying to develop more uh, of a story about that that's a little more in-depth. Uh, from the conversations I've had about that, they've got some plans that go beyond just, you know, writing a check and getting your your stake in the team, and that's that. It's, it's a deeper plan that involves – uh, a real emphasis on community outreach and putting players in positions where they can succeed outside of just being soccer players. So uh, it's a really cool move. It sounds like it's uh, the next step in the evolution of the Washington spirit. So it should be very exciting. It'll be something that we're uh, at the site and on this podcast uh, covering uh, you know, over through the course of the year, we're gonna, it's not just going to be, uh, well, this is the thing. And then we move on and never talk about it again. Uh, but right now it is still new uh, for me, not just for the players, but for me. So um, I'll spare you uh, the list of names, uh, the, the painful reading of just a list of names um, on the field. That's the off the field news on the field. The team, when I spoke to Sam, the team was about to leave for Florida. Now they have left for Florida. It's a couple days later. Um, they've had, I think, two training sessions down in Florida, down in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. They're training at Palm Beach Atlantic University They're on their uh, athletic campus there. Looks nice. It uh, looks like it's quite warm. I am jealous. It's actually a nice day. I'm recording this on um, uh, Wednesday, and it's sunny and, like, above 50 degrees, so I actually should probably go for a walk as soon as I finish this intro and, and the outro, uh, pulling the curtain back. That's the order I'm going to do this in. Um, but 
the news from the camp is not just that the team moved down there. Uh, we do have a few changes, a few updates. Uh, Morgan Andrews, four-year NWSL player, uh, central midfielder, uh, is on trial. Uh, a non-roster invitee to use the NWSL bureaucratic language, but the the normal term that you would use is he, she's having a tryout. Uh, she's trying to win a contract with the team. Um, I think I think she's got a good shot just based on her NWSL career before this, um, and the fact that the Spirit currently have six midfielders under contract. Now, you know that doesn't count. Uh, Tori Huster, who during the last preseason roster was listed as a midfielder, they changed that listing to defender. Um, but either way, the Spirit don't have a ton of central midfielders. They have some players that can play there, uh, but Andrews is more of a specialist. So I think there's a real, a solid chance that she, um, if she plays up to her ability, could end up being on the team, uh, bolstering that midfield. Um she is the only new face in training camp. Uh, Julia Radar, who does have a contract, hasn't uh, reported yet. Uh, the situation, according to the team, I uh, spoke with them about this yesterday, is basically that the visa process, uh, getting her to actually legally be able to enter the country, uh, is kind of drawn out. Um, they are chipping away at it. Um, I think it's it's it sounds to me like they feel like they've done all they can. And they're just sort of waiting on the government to sign off and rubber stamp and whatever it is they've got to do, uh, check the boxes on some computer program. I don't know, but in any case, she will join the team in Florida once that gets finalized, but she hasn't left Sweden just yet. Um, I was actually scrolling through Instagram and she had posted something where it looked like, uh, she was having a I'm looking at the sunset, and I realized that because Sweden's so far north that the sun sets very early. Uh, I'm recording in the afternoon, and this was like the sun The sun was setting at like 1, 1.30. Um, and I was like, well, that's that's not great. That would make me feel bad. So hopefully she can uh, get her visa and experience uh, daylight hours that last beyond uh, 1.30 or 2 p.m. because that's just not reasonable. Um, I don't know how, I don't know how people live up there. Um, I, I would not be able to take it. Maybe that's, maybe the problem is me and not a bunch of Swedes. That's probably the case. Um, in any case, she should be here soon. Uh, no injuries or anything there that they know of just a, a matter of her visa on the injury front though. Uh, Jordan DiBiase is still rehabbing, uh, a hip injury. Uh, she's been in Colorado throughout the preseason back at home. Um, the team tells me that, well, I guess it was a few days ago, the team, um, sorry, I think my computer just gave me an alert to tell me something I already knew. Um, so the, the, I think the last time we spoke to Richie early in February, so almost a month ago, um, he had said that they expected her to be ready to go for this portion of camp. Um, but the rehab process is maybe going a little slow and they don't want to push too hard. You've got a whole year in front of uh, the team. So um, they do not believe she is going to be involved in the Florida portion of camp. Um, so hopefully that's the end of, you know, she can finish her rehab during this next couple of weeks and join the team after that. Uh, the team certainly, I, I you look at the roster and, while there are plenty of players who it's kind of the same situation as I 
alluded to with Morgan Andrews. There are a lot of players who can play that sort of the number 10 uh, and attacking midfield position, but they're not necessarily naturals at that position, whereas that is Jordan's main position. So uh, the team could definitely use her. So hopefully they get her back and, and she's uh, fully fit and over her hip injury, whatever it is. I don't actually know much beyond it's a hip injury. Um, it hasn't really been uh, spelled out. So I don't know the severity of it, just that it's a rehab situation and it was decided between the club, her and her rehab folks that um, it would be better for her to continue her physical therapy um, and not fly out to Florida. You know, you don't want to step on a plane right now if you don't have to. So there's also an element of that going on, I'm sure. Um, the only other bit of roster news, uh, I'm making sure I've got all this straight here. Uh, Avery Collins, we know, tore her ACL. What isn't clear yet, the, the team doesn't have to add her to the season-ending injury list, which effectively does free up a roster spot, but also means she's done for the year. Um, I don't know if this is a thing where they're like, well, maybe she gets back in time and could play at the end of the year. Um, that would be a very optimistic uh, ACL recovery time. Uh, we'd be talking like, you know, getting back before Thanksgiving for her would be uh, really remarkable uh, in terms of speed of recovery. Um, but they haven't added her to that yet. They also don't really need to in terms of the roster because they have open spots. So it's not a situation where one more signing will put them in trouble. Um, the only other preseason news that I want to make sure I'm getting to here is that the initial set of trialists, um, Fortuna Village, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I never got, uh, I never got some guidance on that. So my apologies if I'm getting it wrong. Um, she is no longer in preseason training camp with the spirit. Um, uh, Chini Asher and Anika Kalash were the players you might recall that were listed on the Spirits preseason roster. And then it turned out they were also listed with Louisville and they were, had already reported to uh, Louisville. Um, Asher is still on the, the latest um, Louisville preseason roster. So her trial there is ongoing. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Kalash. I didn't, um, uh, I asked, uh, didn't, didn't get a, a settled answer on that. I, I just, don't, I don't know what's going on, but I assume that the fact that she's not on the preseason roster means the spirit decided that, uh, they weren't going to offer her a deal. Um, uh, so maybe she'll pop up, um, or I guess that she hasn't even been in camp. So maybe, maybe she's, you know, still up in the air. Maybe they'll bring her in later. I don't know. Um, so that's where that situation is, uh, which leaves the team with 19 players under contract four college draft picks uh, in the training camp on the roster there. Morgan Andrews, the one trialist. Uh, Tara McCune, the one college draft pick who hasn't reported yet. She's playing at USC. Uh, I've watched her last two games because the Pac-12 has been putting those games uh, out for streaming for free, uh, which has been pretty cool. So um, if you want to know what's going on with her, if you want to get excited about the prospect of her uh, adding to the front line, Go follow the uh, USC Spartans women's soccer Twitter account um, because they've been tweeting out the links to those games. I think, like I said, this is Wednesday when I'm recording. I think they play this Friday and then again on Sunday, which is kind of wild to me, the vagaries of college scheduling. Um, 
USC had three games in February for the entire month, and one was early, one was middle, one was late. And then after that, you know, three games in 31 or 28 days, close enough, three games in one month, they're going to play two games in 72 hours. Uh, That is college soccer for you. Um, And on that note, I'm going to abruptly stop this preamble portion of the show, and we're going to move straight into talking with Sam. Uh, For the first time, a lot of, so far, every guest has been on the show for the first time because the show isn't that old. Uh, For the first time on Plex Weather, uh, we have Sam Staub. Sam, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So I I guess I'll start with, you know, a little behind the scenes trying to schedule this chat. I was trying to get it going on uh, Thursday, and I know you had an exam that sounded like it was an extremely long exam. So I hope I hope it went well. Do do what 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 course were you taking? Um, so I'm getting my real estate license. So it was my final for my real estate license course. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and I had to get proctored and everything. So I had to mm-hmm. pick a time and all that good jazz. Answer a bunch of questions. Yeah. And yeah, I passed. So that was good. <laughs> oh, nice! Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, what what got you into uh, wanting to pursue real estate? Um, I just really like learning and I miss school and we're kind of on like a bit of a COVID lockdown right now, so we can't mm-hmm. do much. So I figured uh, I might as well take the time to learn something new or kind of like broaden my horizons a little bit. So I decided, hey, why not real estate? It's a course that you can do mostly online and then you take the exam and everything. So just went for it and was grinding on the course. Tegan mm. probably is like, oh my gosh, my roommate is antisocial because all I was <laughs> doing was working on the course. But I finished it and passed my exam. So I just have to study for the state one and apply to that now. Okay. Um, this is like a this is like a DC soccer trend. I know um, I just spoke to Russell Canals for the DC United podcast I do. And uh, he is himself a real estate agent. Um, so oh, wow. it's this is this is coming up. Uh, this is maybe the thing to do if you play uh, pro soccer in in the area. You gotta you gotta yeah, get into real estate now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, kind of on the same note, um, we're we're talking, and it's it's Friday evening, and normally Friday evening is like a like you know I'm done with my week. It's time to go socialize or whatever. But you know, I know. For, for the team, you guys can't really just go out and do whatever you want. I know I don't feel uh, like I can go out and do whatever I want right now. Um, mm-hmm. What are you doing to avoid the sort of uh, the board? I mean, obviously, this this course probably was a, a, a thing to do during COVID. But what else are you doing to avoid that sort of uh, boredom that's settling in for, I, I think, for, for most people at this point? Um, I think that I've probably watched about everything on Netflix. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something. Um, but that course, I would say, was like a lot of what took up my time. It's like a 60-hour course. So okay. I spent a lot of time doing that. And um, I don't know, just finding like little things to do every day that's just something new instead of like really wanting to like go out and see people. I would consider myself like a very social person. So this definitely hasn't been easy. But just trying to find like little things to do. Like this course was like a really great um, mm distraction and kind of like learning thing to have to make it seem like I was kind of going and doing things just from my living room so 
Nice. Uh, what what um what's your Netflix go to right now since since you're working your way through the whole library? Um, so <laughs> I'm like addicted to the show Shit's Creek. I think I'm like okay. watching it for the fifth time through right now. So I've mm-hmm. seen that. Tegan and I are watching. We finished like Firefly Lane the day it came out. Um, <laughs> like we've just kind of like been going through everything. We watched a show called Imposters. Like finished it in like two days. Like we're just kind of going through everything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but me, like, on my own, I just watch Shit's Creek, like, over and over again, because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good choice. Um, <laughs> I know. Have you seen it? Uh, only, only a little bit. Um, I, I, I dropped Netflix to try and, um, I was trying to consolidate and not have too many. I, I realized how many streaming yeah. outlets I had, and I yeah. was like, this is just too many. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, one, one of the things I did actually was, um, I made sure to keep my CBS uh, all access for, I, I guess it's only a few more days before we have to start calling it by the new name. Um, uh-huh. And so I've been trying to watch things off of that because I, I was like, all I've watched off of here is NWSL and champions league. And I'm paying uh-huh. every month for, it. I might as well see what else they've got. And I, I mm-hmm. just finished um, the stand uh, mini series, which I was not, I shouldn't, I should have been willing to just not, watch the end of it because i wasn't enjoying it but it, it i don't know i felt like i had to get to the end and then i got to the end and yeah. i was like why Once did i start why did you I have to finish it yeah um <laughs> what was it called the stand yeah it's it's uh, based off of a uh, an old stephen king book that i read when i was in i don't know a freshman in high school maybe so oh i um, saw a commercial for that it looks scary it, it's a little scary but it's also just a little like there are some scenes that just feel very uh very serious and, and like well done and then the next scene will be very like wh- what is this like what's happening here mm-hmm. um so it's very all over the place so that's uh that's my review of the stand is i, I would maybe not not in, until you get really okay. down to you've chipped away at everything else then maybe it's it is nine episodes so it'll take up some time at least but that's about okay. it yeah that's about it um okay. uh I do want to ask where, you know, the, the off season now feels kind of like a distant memory. You're a full month into um, preseason. What did you do with, the, with this, this really long off season that, that came about because of, you know, the season wasn't as long as planned. And then um, there's just not a lot to go do. So you're kind of stuck. I know um, I, or I should, I shouldn't say, I know, I assume you, you were back home um, in California enjoying the weather. And then you came back here and found, you know, a real winter happening with the <laughs> snow and freezing rain. Um, how did you handle that, that phase of the year where you're, you're going from kind of, kind of having things uh, nice and easy. And then all of a sudden you've got to get back into gear and there's snow on the ground. It's not, I have not been enjoying the last like four weeks of weather myself. So uh huh. Um. Yeah. So I think from like a workout perspective, it wasn't too hard to jump back in because we kind of mm. just have to like keep ourselves fit and everything like that, and they just like expect us to be ready to go when we're back. Um. Mm. So from that stance, it like wasn't too tough to just like jump back in from a workout standpoint. Um. The weather, on the other hand, was <laughs> terrible. I. <laughs> don't even have like a winter coat because I went to school in the South and like mm-hmm. those winters like aren't real either. So this is like my real, like my first real winter. Mm-hmm. And 
like I feel like I can handle the cold. Like you just put on a big jacket and everything. Like you can handle the cold. But when it gets windy, I cannot deal with the wind and then it's freezing. I know one day we had training. I was just standing there as it was windy and freezing outside and I just like felt a little tear come out of my eye because I was just mm-hmm. so sad with how cold it was. But <laughs> I'm definitely used to it now and we've been training indoors actually. So that's like super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been using the Washington football team's indoor facility. And mm-hmm. so that's been like really nice of them to let us do that. Yeah, I know. Um, I know from listening to um, Diaspora United, uh, Tegan was on there and it seems like it's like your, your household is united in not enjoying this, um, this February weather in particular, just the, yes. the, the constant, like just unpleasantness of it. Um, yeah, there's nothing, I, I don't know that we had a couple winters the last few years, I think, um, actually, yeah, in 2019 and, and heading into 2020, it was very like, very little winter weather. And it was like, this is not, maybe this is kind of alarming from a um, climate change perspective, but uh, it's mm-hmm. definitely like, it's pretty nice to it be, it's like fifties and sunny. Most days you don't really have to feel that winter, uh, you know, dour winter feeling. And uh, this year we really got uh, winter came back and got revenge. I think. Um, did oh, did you yes, get yourself? Definitely did tenfold. Did you get yourself a, a coat eventually? Yeah, I have like five now. Okay. <laughs> I ordered a bunch. Yeah. I was like, I this will never happen again. Um, well, so uh, you know, we're we're coming out of coming out of that. The last couple of days have been nice, but um, we're also coming into this uh, kind of a new era for the team. You're the you're the first po- player I've spoken to uh, since the major addition to the ownership group was announced. With uh, I think it was 42 people uh, coming in all mm-hmm. of a sudden. Um, how big of an impact has that had for you and the rest of the team on the, on the player side of the the fence here? Um, I think it's like a fairly new thing. So I don't think we've seen the immediate impact yet, but Mm -hmm. I think just like looking at the names and everything and just the scope that they all cover, how massive it is. I Mm -hmm. think that is just going to be a huge thing for our team from now going forward. Like we have people in the media, health technology like sports and just every sort of sector you could imagine like we have a big name uh mm. in our investors group which is just like amazing so i think uh that will be a really great step for our club and just kind of having all of those outlets and those people to be backing us on every front and every sector you could possibly imagine in such a major city and that is Washington, D.C. I think that's going to just be huge for our club to continue to grow and create all these new relationships as well. Yeah, I I haven't gotten right about it yet, but I, I'm I'm tracking down some interviews with with some members of the ownership group. And I have already uh, spoken to Bryce Curry, which is it, it's kind of wild to, to think of that. Like, you know, it's not just figures from the sports world. It's actually like a, an actual American soccer legend uh, is part of the yeah. ownership group now, which is. Um, I, I know she's been around the team um, in various roles, but like this is uh, it's kind of uncharted territory, at least out here, you know, Angel City has their kind of similar thing going on. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's it seems like it's a, you know, a very new world for NWSL as a whole to have the these people that are not just, uh, you know, 
and an owner gets it on, you're like, well, I don't know who that is. Um, unless I'm very yeah. specifically in that industry. And then you look at these ownership groups coming in and you're like, the doors that this can open, it seems like it's a, it's a, a pretty tremendous it's thing. For, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm, you know, I was going to ask a question about this being your third season. And a lot of times players that sort of establish themselves really quickly as a, a regular starter come year three, you start to get viewed as not just, you know, a promising young player, but um, as closer to like a veteran, but, you know, I, I found myself thinking like, well, do you, would you feel like last season counts as a season quote unquote, because it was so strange. You only got the nine official games, the couple uh, closed door afterward. Um, do you feel like you're entering year three as a professional? Uh, no, definitely not. I was kind of talking about this the other night with someone mm -hmm. and I was just saying like last year just didn't feel like a full year at all. And, but also at the same time, it felt like a year and a half, you know, and I think mm -hmm. everyone can relate to it. Definitely feeling like a year and a half just with everything that has been going on. But I think from like a soccer perspective, it definitely didn't even really feel like a season. So when people ask, I have to like kind of think about it and be like, oh yeah, I'm going into my third year. Like last year actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I wonder from, you know, from your perspective, uh, how much did you actually get out of last season in terms of your own development as a player? Do you feel like you improved as a player or, uh, on the field or is it maybe more like mental strength or, or something like that? I definitely think it was more like off field stuff. Mm -hmm. um, just because I feel like as players, you kind of measure like how much you've developed within like games and like how you do in those sort of situations. And I just feel like we didn't really have enough of that in order to mm -hmm. say, Oh, I did better at these things. And I grew in this aspect of my game, but I do really think like mentally, I just grew leaps and bounds and like how I handle diversity and like different situations. And I think um, like on the field, mental like toughness and everything. And then like off the field, just me as like an individual, I think it was like a really big year of growth and like kind of figuring out exactly like who I wanted to be and what I wanted to focus on. So mm -hmm. I think it was kind of more of like away from the field stuff that really grew and developed. And then ultimately like that kind of stuff really helped on field as well, you know? Mm. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, you know, when you uh, improve in all these other spheres, it can't help but make you a little bit better on the field, more focused, more, uh, more consistent, more uh, present, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we are, we are about a month into preseason. I know you're all about to head off to Florida, uh, which I'm sure uh, is welcome news. Um, yes. <laughs> how, <laughs> uh, how has the preseason been going? I know it's kind of a weird situation. You're like you said, you're training indoors, which is itself kind of strange. Um, and, you know, the preseason is so long. When I spoke to Richie, he was like, he's like, I've never seen a preseason this long in my life. Um so it's it's sort of a weird thing where you get a lot of run up time to build up for the season, but also maybe it's too much run up time in some ways. Uh, how is how has the whole experience been so far? Um, it's been good. I think we're all definitely trying to like sort through it as a collective. I know like the coaches are trying to make sure like 
our loading is good, so we get ready for our games coming up, and we're like 90 minutes fit by that time. But at the same mm -hmm. time, like you said, it is a long season, so you do have to manage people and make sure like little knocks here and there don't turn it into anything bigger, and you just want to kind of manage people from every aspect of it, you know, mentally, physically, like preseason is tough. And the fact that it's so much longer this year makes that part of it even more tough to navigate. So I think we're all kind of working through it together from like the coaching staff to our support staff to all of us as players. Like we're still kind of trying to get through it all. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is obviously your first chance to develop some relationships on the field. Not that you're necessarily getting a ton of, uh, you know, game situations. It's more, um, I, I, I'm guessing because, you know, I've got just as much experience with what's going on at training as, as any fan out there, we're, you know, we're watching the, uh, the videos the team puts out. Um, but, uh, mm -hmm. do you feel like you've had a chance to, uh, develop relationships with, with some of the new players, you know, especially, um, you know, I was thinking about this with regards to your distribution um, being such a big part of what the team does, picking out um, players on the, on either side, switching the point of attack, um, kind of opening the game up uh, for the team. Do you feel like you're starting to build more of an understanding of what uh, those newcomers uh, are going to be doing and, and where you where you might find them with those uh, longer passes? Yeah, so I think a lot of that specifically is going to come when we're in Florida, just like mm -hmm. our whole group will be training together. Um, we've been so like in and out with like different national team people um, mm -hmm. coming and going. So I think Florida will be a really big step in that sense, just because all of us will finally be together to be training. And I think that's when we're kind of like, we'll hammer, hammer out all of the details regarding like how we want to play, who's going to play where, and then kind of figure out how we'll go from it for from there mm -hmm. um but right now we're kind of just playing getting to know each other um kind of trying to figure out each other's um styles and everything like that and then once we get to florida i think it'll be more tactical and kind of just mm -hmm. figuring out exactly when, what we want to do and hammer out all those details for sure i know you you alluded to this before um obviously you went to clemson and the team drafted uh, another member of the Tigers program. Um, mm -hmm. Was that was that exciting for you to, to see uh, Mariana Speckmeyer come into camp uh, and, and be a part of the team? Yeah, it was really exciting. You know, we were actually pretty close at school, mm -hmm. talk all the time. So it was really nice to have her come here and just be a part of this team because this team has a really great culture. And so I think it's my first rookie here, my first rookie year here was great and just kind of like set the tone for the rest of my career. And I think it's like a really great team to start your career at. So I was glad to like be able to be a part of that with her. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it's really great just having like another friend, like a very easy friend and just build into the team as well. I think uh, she'll be really great going forward too. Um, this, you know, this first, I, I guess this is like the first leg of preseason this first month uh, where you've been um, in the bubble uh, with, you know, players coming in and out, like you said, um, if you had to pick uh, who has the best goal of preseason right now, who has the, the goal of, of the first month anyway, the, 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 the best strike, the best, uh, the most saucy goal, whatever you, your metric is. Um, trying to think. I would say probably Anna. She had a pretty filthy shot the other day. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, that's, Anna. 
one mm-hmm. of our rookies. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool to hear that uh, you've got the the rookies uh, pushing in that department. Oh I, yeah, I know... definitely. They've been demonstrating really well. Yeah. So I, I kind of speaking on um, you know goal scoring and, and things related to it. Um, I also this this show probably wouldn't be this show if I didn't have a question about uh, Kumi. Mm-hmm. You and her had the the celebration last year in the fall series where uh, she came over. It looked like she just wanted to be lifted up. Um, uh-huh. How how did that end up happening? Was that just her in the spur of the moment, or was that like an existing thing? Um, so that's funny. We were actually talking about that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we play like rondos in training, we usually do it like as a pregame training. Mm-hmm. And she like double megs two of the people in the training session. Yeah. And so I just, like, picked her up and was, like, all hail Queen Kumi. And it just kind of, like, stuck. Like, whenever <laughs> she did something good, I just picked her up. Because mm-hmm. she's, like, so little and I'm, like, much bigger than she is. So it just kind of stuck. And I think she likes being, like, lifted. So she's kind of at everyone else's eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Um, I, I like yeah. that. Um, it, how do you – I guess, you know, this is one of the, the curiosities I've had because it reminds me of – on my teams as a kid, um, every once in a while, maybe like once a season, we'd have a player come in from, you know, we had a, a kid from Peru move here and a kid from Poland move here. And they, you know, joined our team, not speaking any English and you try and make them feel welcome. And it's kind of one of the things I think about a lot with, with teams in general is, you know, that experience of a player coming from elsewhere and having to fit into a group where, everyone's speaking English, things are happening really quickly. And um, it seemed like from the outside, at least everyone took Takumi uh, very quickly last season. How does that dynamic work? How did, how did you as a group decide or, you know, go about making sure that she's included in a situation where, you know, maybe she can only pick up as, especially at first, only a few words and phrases. Yeah, so I don't think it was anything that we all, like, decided to do. I think we're, Mm -hmm. like, like I said before, our team is a really great bunch of people, and I think it's just all of our personalities to want to get to know someone and make them feel welcome. So I don't think it was any sort of question of the fact that we needed to decide to or anything. I think it's just in everyone's nature who's here. Um, And I think a lot of it was Kumi, though. She was very outgoing and, like, willing to learn and wanting to know about everyone. She, like, put herself in different situations with different people Mm. to get to know them. And she's she's really funny and has, like, a great personality. So I think it was just kind of, like, from the start, she put herself out there. And we were all just willing to, like, help her through, like, the funny little phrases or mishaps that she would use, you know. Mm. Um, But I would definitely say, like, she really did a great job of putting herself out there, wanting to learn, wanting to get to know everyone. Um, so, yeah. Uh, has that, has that been the, is that like a similar experience with um, Saori Takarada coming in as well this year? Um, she's definitely much quieter. And I think it's really great that Kumi is there to help explain things because she, they can just talk to each other in Japanese, but mm-hmm. Saori's the same thing. She wants to learn. She wants to get to know everyone. She's really nice. We'll say hello and goodbye and want to talk to people and everything. So I think it's just kind of a lot of it is just them being so open and wanting to get to know everyone and play and be around people. Um, so I don't think it's anything we really had to do at all. They're just mm-hmm. really awesome people that fit in well here. 
going back to the the goal scoring uh, celebration front, uh, do you have any other ideas in the works? With it, it can be with just you or just you with anyone else. Do, are there any celebrations that people need to be uh, uh, getting hyped for already? Oh, I don't know. I'm like I'm really bad with that. It's just kind of something that happens. It would, mm-hmm. I would say like the only thing is just Kumi and I, but yeah. Yeah, I'm notorious for the double arm celly. I just throw my hands up and mm-hmm. I like kind of, yeah, just celebrate like that. But well, I don't think a, I have anything in the works as of now. Yeah, I, it, it, as a defender, I don't know that you need to have. Uh, it's not as important that you have like nine or ten in your head because you know maybe you're not getting yeah, that exactly. many chances. Um, yeah. So who on the team, if if you had to pick one person to produce the best goal scoring celebration who would you pick who who do you think has the best uh I, I don't know best variety or maybe just the best uh celebration that they've they've maybe they've shown off in, in training I don't know I have no idea honestly like I don't know what anyone would like pull out I honestly feel like if anyone had anything we would end up doing like a team thing actually you know what probably Richie I think he's pretty yeah. funny on the <laughs> sidelines with his celebration okay that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. too surprised. Uh, He's very I know, animated. I think um, I think of maybe the goal uh, that Chloe Legarzo scored in the Audi Field game, um, mm-hmm. where you know, obviously when people score a goal late in the game, you know, people come off the bench a little bit, and I think Richie ran a good ten yards out into you know into the yeah. field itself over the touchline. I was like, he's far enough out there where he might get in trouble. Um, I know <laughs> you might have the the referee coming after him. So that was yeah. that was a uh, that was pretty good. I, I I think we have to put him on the spot to actually do a goal celebration and not just uh, running around, but actually something uh, rehearsed or something. I'd like to see that. <laughs> um, well, I think I think that that covers uh my 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 main questions here. Um, I, I guess the the one other thing I have in mind is just um, you know what are your thoughts dealing with um, you know, that the challenge cup is kind of, it's different this time around. You're, you're playing these early season games. Do you feel like they are 100% like just as important and meaningful as a regular season game, or is it still going to feel a little like a preseason warming up for the regular season itself? Yeah. You know, I think it's going to definitely be just as important as any other game. Like mm. whoever wins the challenge cup is going to start out kind of with a bit of a swagger to their name just because they've won the tournament that uh, starts the season off and everything. So I think, um, yeah, it'll be super important to start out strong and kind of stake our uh, ground when it comes to our games and just kind of be on the strong foot forward. Uh, So I think the games will be just as important um, Mm. as regular season games for sure. What what are your thoughts on that, the format? Because, you know, this is, uh, kind of, it's kind of an unprecedented thing to, you know, last year it was a sort of a, we need to find something that teams can do within a bubble. And now this year it's more of a, maybe, maybe this becomes like the norm, uh, if, if it is successful again, do you think that this is a, a cool way to start the season or, or would you rather just jump into the regular 24 game schedule? It's not a bubble this year, is it right? It's just like right. regular games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it'll definitely be interesting. I think kind of their thought on it is 
they want it to be kind of like the EPL where they have like different cup games throughout the season. And like, mm. I think that's kind of what they're going for with this. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously it's going to be different than last year. So we kind of just have to like roll with the punches and I guess maybe this time next year you can ask me if I uh, enjoyed it or not, but this will be the first time for everyone going through it. So I guess we'll see. And that's the show. I'd like to thank Sam one more time for coming on the show. It's a very fun chat. I'm glad to get to find out the um, the saga of how it came to be that Kumi Yokoyama is lifted high in the air when she scores a goal. Beyond it just being like an obvious, like, well, she is small, so of course you would lift her. Uh, the 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 fact that it's on a double nutmeg, I guess in in retrospect is should not be a surprise to any of us because she's just she's the kind of player that might do a double nutmeg during a five v two drill. So uh, that was really cool. Just a generally good inter- interview. I apologize for getting sidetracked by giving my review of the stand. It's just been bothering me uh, that I watched all of it. It's my own problem with myself. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I should have cut bait when the show was bad. This show hopefully was not bad. This particular show that you're listening to right now, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you want to hear more of it, you can find it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, on the website, plexweather.pinecast.co. All the episodes are there. Uh, on Twitter, at plexweather. You can listen to and maybe are listening to this episode from the direct from the tweet. If you uh, want to help support the show, if you've got some sort of thing where you say, you know what, this is a show I'd like to put some money behind. First of all, it would be very, it's very touching to me that anyone would think of that. If you want to do that, there is a link to the tip jar on the Plexweather website and in the bio of the Plexweather Twitter account. It, it, it does not go unappreciated, believe me. And on that note, I think I will stop rambling and conclude the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode, hopefully next week. Uh, once the players, I'm letting the players get settled in down in Florida before I go asking Jordan Small if she can provide me with a, a con- some contact with another guest. Hopefully we'll have that soon and uh, we'll keep it going. I don't want the show to go dark just because the preseason is so long. So thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll be back talking to you probably next week. <laughs>